studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some more entertainment news after the success of Godzilla vs. Kong. They're already thinking about the next movie, which could be called Son of Kong. Ooh. Yeah, it's about a giant ape who doesn't want to go into his family's lizard punching business. <laughs> I'm different than you, Dad! <laughs> Uh, that's that's funny. funny. The lizard punching business. <laughs> I'm not like you, Dad. It's funny. I was at the bookstore <sighs> yesterday. I've become a fan of bookstores again. I bought a book at a bookstore for the first time in 15 years the other day. Wow, Mr. Tablet. And, or phone, uh, I guess. You yeah. read off your phone, which I would find really hard to do. But. I find it effortless. The only well, thing it's I even don't... harder to do now because I just dropped my phone in the parking lot and smashed Aww. it. So that's why I can't have nice things, Sean. <laughs> I could read the rest of my life, newspapers and, and websites and books off my phone, perfectly fine. The only thing I don't like about it, really, is you don't own the book when you're done. And I'd like to have all these books that I've read for my you know my kids to see what I've read and be able to grab off the shelf and read and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that sucks. But anyways, at this bookstore, and I, I went up uh, with a book that I bought, and I told the person, I said, I haven't bought a book in at least 15 years. I don't know how long it's been. And she said, welcome back, something like that. But anyway, so I was at a different bookstore yesterday. And I heard the uh, people that run this place, and it's a super, um, you know, like a lot of independent bookstores, super lefty, you know, drinking the latest cool tea, you know, Che Guevara posters. Uh, the the yeah. section on Marxism is bigger than the section on U.S. history. They were you know? very concerned with the boba tea shortage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sort of bookstore. In short. And yes. I heard one of them say something about watching King Kong versus Godzilla and how they're kind of a fan of it. And the other person says, now, is are those episodic? I mean, through since the '30s, have the, has there been a, uh, a a formal thread to the story, or are they all on their own individually stand up? And I, they got into this long conversation. I thought you are crazy people. No, they mostly just uh, stomp Tokyo and punch each other in the head. <laughs> King Kong getting out of the lizard punching business. <laughs> That's beautiful. It's so a bunch of it's it's just the, the latest special effects with a lizard punching things and smashing things. That's what it is. End of discussion. I'm uh, sorry, I was over. I shouldn't have been eavesdropping, but let me just cut this down for you. Kong punches uh, Godzilla more like breathes nuclear fire. Right, but, exactly. but your point remains valid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but we're quibbling. <laughs> exactly. You know what's funny is that that description, Jack, which you just gave, which is dead on, has been good enough for audiences since 1945. Exactly. Well, I guess not to probably 1948. Uh, yeah. Well, was, one of them said, it, One of them said, "So is it an allegory for the Vietnam War?" Or is it no, no, no. It's not really that. No, it's an allegory for when apes and lizards fight. <laughs> it's action figures crashing into each other like you did when you were a child. That's it. <laughs> no, you misunderstand. There are no allegories in it. It's an ape and a lizard. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, so uh, a handful of really interesting conversations about the vaccine uh, that we have had in the last 24 hours, including a well-respected friend of the Armstrong and Getty show who is, at least for now, saying no to the vaccine and his eloquent reasoning. I'm still a yes. I got my second shot yesterday, but I'm not feeling good today. And since the pandemic started, today is the worst I've felt, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, you should be right as rain by the season. I'm sure. Small price to pay for invincibility. Exactly. You know, what's funny is uh, I'm on Team Pfizer, as you know, um, and uh, and Judy and I both got the Pfizer shot and had no side effects at all from either one of them. It was great. Uh, but I got to admit, because your, your side effects are your immune system firing up. 
And and there was part of me that was thinking, did this work? Did they actually give it to me? Right. Was that just saline? What happened? <laughs> and did anything happen? So I don't. At least you know you got it. Uh, so we'll talk about that next segment, and I promise you, you're going to find it interesting. Uh, Ted Cruz unleashed an editorial today in the Wall Street Journal entitled "Your Woke Money Is No Good Here," in which he gives a bunch of CEOs of American corporations a kicking. He writes, Georgia's new election law runs 98 generously spaced pages. A fast reader can get through it in one sitting. If you're the CEO of a major corporation, you can pay someone to do it for you. But I don't think CEOs took the time to read Georgia's Election Integrity Act of 2021 because so much of what they said about it was nonsense. Coca-Cola's James Quincy said he opposed, quote, measures in the bills that would bill that would diminish or deter access to voting. Quote, which measures? The one that allowed several forms of identification, which the state provides free of charge to request or cast a ballot, or the measures that expand the number of days of early bo- uh, voting? Then he takes various shots at Merck, uh, Merck's uh, Kenneth Frazier, saying Georgia is the leading edge of a movement all around this country to restrict voting access. And then he corrects that perception. Then he moves on to say, oh, it occurs to me, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, Executive Producer Hanson, can we get the Lieutenant Governor from North Carolina clip? Uh, ready to rock and roll. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. Had these watch-me-woke-it-up CEOs actually read the bill, instead of parroting the radical left's talking points, they'd have discovered that they have no idea what they're talking about. A clutch of business leaders tried to win woke Twitter points and clowned themselves instead. This is the point in the drama where Republicans usually shrug their shoulders, call these companies job creators, and start to cut their taxes. Not this time. This time we won't look the other way on Coca-Cola's $12 billion in back taxes owed. This time when Major League Baseball lobbyists to preserve its multi-billion dollar antitrust exemption, we'll say no thank you. This time when Boeing asks for billions in corporate welfare, we'll simply let the Export-Import Bank expire. For too long, woke CEOs have been fair-weather friends to the Republican Party. They like us until the left's digital pitchforks come out. Then they run away, or they mouth off on legislation they don't understand and hurt the reputations of patriotic leaders protecting our elections and expanding the right to vote, etc., etc. So he says, I'm not taking any more corporate PAC money. Hmm. Never again. And he's gotten 2.6 million of it uh, in his nine years in the Senate. And he's encouraging uh, other Republicans to do the same. Uh, mostly symbolic. Yes. Um, nobody will remember this in, I almost said six months, six hours. Uh, <laughs> I just I just really, really by, appreciate By lunch? I appreciate a prominent Republican yeah, taking no. a shot at those those sure. mouthy idiot business leaders. Yeah, I like what he said there. Uh, I don't have the gent's name in front of me. Uh, the the uh, Herman the, Melville. D- <laughs> uh, Robinson is the only name I have. A, a, L- Lieutenant uh, Governor Robinson of North Carolina, who happens to be a, a, a black man. Today, we hear Georgia law being compared to Jim Crow. The black voices are being silenced, and the black voices are being kept out. How? By bullets, by bombs, by nooses? No, by requiring a free ID to secure the vote. Let me say that again, by requiring a free ID to secure the vote. How absolutely preposterous. Am I to believe that black Americans who have overcome the atrocities of slavery, who were victorious in the civil rights movement, and now sit in the highest levels of this government cannot figure out how to get a free ID to secure their votes. That they need to be coddled by politicians because they don't think we can figure out how to make our voices heard. 
Are you kidding me? The notion that black people must be protected from a free ID to secure their votes is not just insane, it is insulting. You tell them. That's good stuff. Yep. If we lose faith in our voting processes, we've, lose, we've lost the country. Simple, easy measures to make sure one person votes once. And that's it. Uh, Twitter has removed Uncle Tim from trending topics after Senator Scott attacked over Biden rebuttal speech. Yeah, didn't mention it this time around when we were playing Tim Scott clips, but he's just been attacked viciously in, in, in a racist manner by the left. Every time he speaks, he is. It's, it's, it's horrible. You know, there are plenty of progressive people and, and liberal people who are fine folks, and, and I hope we can be friends. And the rest of it, you and I see the world a little differently, but there's, we have no problem. We're not enemies. But the, the hardcore racist progressive left, man, they are bad people. That is a sick ideology. Um, You know, anybody who said anything like that about Barack Obama, we would just block him. Oh, sure. We wouldn't let him email anymore. We wouldn't let him text yeah, us anymore. No, not cool. We're not going to take that crap, and yet they do it against Tim Scott and call themselves the Enlightened Ones. Oh, well. So, uh, a lot of pushback against Elon Musk being host of Saturday Night Live. It just shows you how bad I am at reading the room, the room of America. I would have never, it never crossed my mind when I heard Elon Musk was going to be the host that it would be controversial. Now, I always watch out for, you know, pseudo-controversy to get attention so people will tune in. You know, that's very common. Have you heard the latest King Kong movie is giving people with epilepsy seizures because of the movie? You know, those those controversies are always just to try to get attention. Yeah. But the scene, the scene be- in the new Scarlett Johansson movie that the censors almost rated the movie X. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this seems to be somewhat legit. I don't know. We'll have that, among other things, uh, on the way that we need to get to. Oh, including oh, that and conversation vac- about vaccines. Yeah, yeah, I really, as a guy who's like got the chills right now from his second dose yesterday, I want to hear that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. better now than i did earlier today but uh i got my second um shot yesterday and they said that around 12 hours you'd get uh hit with your side effects if you had any and that was in the middle of the night so i didn't notice you know it happened at one in the morning right yeah but mercifully i woke up this morning i was so shaky i was trying to pour my water in the coffee machine and my hands were so shaky i had to grab it with my other arm to try to steady it enough to get the water in there splashing it all over i never had that in my life wow weird yeah, yeah. It doesn't last long, I guess. I'm, no, you know, I feel for that. better now, so maybe it's over, or the worst part's over. You think you can handle a duel later? You got the steady hands now? <laughs> if I end up in a duel. <laughs> There's not a lot of that around here. Okay. Uh, so a couple of interesting uh, conversations about vaccines. I was at a gathering last night, and I do love a gathering. Uh, and uh, I was commenting that it'll be so great to get back to normal and we can take off these masks and everything, I said, especially because everybody here is vaccinated. And I said, I can't give it to you. I can't get it from you. And the guy said, whoa, oh, hey, well, wait now. Now, you can still get a mild case and then spread it. 
And I said, well, yeah, that's, that's technically correct, but it's 100% against a serious, uh, 100% protection against a serious or hospitalized or, or, or fatal case. And I, it got me started thinking, though, because the guy was technically correct. But to me, that point is moot, because now with the vaccine within grasp of everybody, with the exception of California, which is so screwed up, anybody who's still trying to use the official system, you won't be vaccinated until the year 2026. All right, you've got to just abandon that and start calling pharmacies and I, doctors' offices. I don't know anybody who wants the shot who can't find it right now, though. I mean, it's everywhere, as long as you don't go through the official channels. Right, exactly. But you have to excuse people for not having listened to the show yeah. and realize yeah. that. But, but anyway, so, uh, but I thought, uh, at presuming where you are, you can get the vaccine and you can decide whether to get it or not, then, then uh, you've minimized the chance of something serious happening to near zero. And, you know, if you're not responsible enough to not infect granny and granny's not been vaccinated or whatever, we're protecting a very limited number of people against a very remote possibility with an enormous restriction on our liberty. You just trading mild cases back and forth and some conceivable grandma who hasn't been vaccinated is not reason enough to not let businesses function anymore. Cut it out or schools open. Right. It's, 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 and we've discussed this before. If you've heard it every time, thanks for listening so much. But we've turned the idea of liberty on its head. We're now a permission society. You can't do anything unless you get permission. And the COVID has kind of reinforced that notion. All right. Having said that, we got an email from a good friend of the Armstrong and Getty show. I didn't ask whether, uh, he, she, or it is willing to go on the record on this. So we'll keep them anonymous. But, um, uh, just a few thoughts on why I canceled my vaccine appointment. Maybe I'm too close to these particular bureaucracies and corporations, but I'm just not comfortable with the move yet. Wanted to share with you two, as uh, friends I've heard stating that you don't understand the hesitancy. I hold absolutely no judgment for those who have opted to vaccinate. In fact, regularly I think it very well may be the right choice, and I could end up regretting this. But here's my potentially flawed thought process. One, federal bureaucracies are the least efficient, trustworthy, and competent entities to which I've ever been exposed. Can't argue with that. Two, enormous healthcare corporations, particularly drug companies, are not far behind in their oligopolist, not free market, amoral pursuit of dollars, by and large enabled by rent seeking from federal bureaucracies. This person would know more about that than me. In other words, they are in bed with the powerful and get the laws written for their benefit. Uh, Three, unfortunately, science is regularly perverted by number one and number two. See the U.S. government recommendation of margarine over butter, low-fat, high-carb diets for eating six times a day. Just a few examples through the years. Four, I'm incredibly careful with uh, what I place in my body. I've never tried hard drugs. I eat conscientiously and only drink modestly. But now I'm supposed to trust federal bureaucrats in an oligopoly while disregarding regularly perverted science and my interest in guarding my ingestion of pharmaceuticals for the injection with a vaccine that didn't exist a year ago. And in doing so, I'm going to rely on a few months of trials instead of years of long-term study on a drug that permanently alters my RNA in a way no vaccine ever has in the history of the planet, all for a virus that at best has a 0.5% chance of killing me. I just can't do it yet. I even had an appointment and canceled it. What's the modify the (laughs) RNA part? I don't. I I've don't heard, I had think a, that's exactly right. I had but. a friend mention that last week. He he was talking about his college aged son. He said he said he can do what he wants. He's a twenty one year old, but he said I've been recommended against it. He's got almost no risk against the COVID and altering. He said DNA in, uh, altering your DNA for the rest of your life for something that's no threat to you seems like a bad idea. And I thought I don't know anything about that. And then here it's mentioned again. It will absolutely not uh, change your your DNA. Um, 
You know, I'm, I'm clicking around. I'm going to research that real quickly. Uh, that I think that may be misunderstanding, but I could be wrong, and I, I will I will immediately correct it if I am. I got the vaccine. You got the vaccine, and I probably would uh, almost certainly would do it again. I did it yesterday. My views haven't changed that much in less than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But if it turns out in a couple of years they find out everybody who got the vaccine is three times as likely to die of the flu if they catch it, then people or something like that, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, if there's some negative fallout from this, that would, wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Uh, the material never enters the nucleus of the cell, which is where the DNA is. Uh, anyway. Um, so he says, I might change my mind, but f- and I'm by no means an anti-vaxxer, but I'd prefer not to walk down this path at this point. I, I will tell you this, and it's a perfectly reasonable set of reasons. Um, all of my friends in the medical profession... I think I'm trying to remember. Have said no, they're they feel fine with it, and I figure they know better than I do. So that's it. And they're good people. I mean, they're not. These are not like acquaintances, lobbyists that occasionally try to get on as guests. Who I ask? No, I'm talking about my personal friends. But you can't argue with the setup, the government's history of being <laughs> wrong, the CDC and FDA's history of being wrong. Can't argue with that. Yeah, it doesn't prove anything. Though. No. If you don't want to take their word, I 100% understand that. I'm just saying I have sought independent information that I feel like is pretty solid, and it says go ahead. But, you know, make your own decision. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The New York Times announced this week that it will no longer use the phrase op-ed and will instead use editorials or guest essays, while USA Today announced it's doing away with words entirely. (laughs) Just pictures. Um, before we get to Elon Musk hosting Saturday Night Live, you wanted to clarify something. Yeah, a quick clarification. Uh, your RNA is not in any way altered by the vaccine. Not at all. The is, vaccine, yes? Is this a rumor that is going around? Like, like has Snopes looked into it or anything like that? Uh, I don't Just know about that. I heard it twice in one week, and I haven't taken the time to look into it at all because I was going to get the shot, so I wasn't really No, it's, it. It, it, it's internet garbage, essentially. Okay. Um, the the vaccine in, uh, contains some messenger RNA that your cell uh, that gives your cell an instruction for how to make a protein. Then your cell destroys that messenger RNA, goes away forever. Now, if you want to stop me there and say, "But what if it doesn't?" I can't answer that question. The scientists say it goes away forever. Then your body recognizes that protein is an invader. It builds antibodies to it, and that's done. It never, it doesn't affect your DNA at all, and can't. It doesn't affect your RNA. It is sending you a letter, not changing any of your letters and envelopes and, and that sort of thing. Well, I got it, and I would encourage my kids to get it if they were older. Um, but if this turns out to be a bad idea, I'm not going to be shocked in the least. <laughs> it, will, it will not surprise me. Well, and a doctor friend said our friend's letter was spot on, except for the RNA thing. About the oligopoly and the government and the big pharma companies and the rest. Of I got to admit, I mean, yesterday as I was about to get the second dose, I thought this thing is almost over. California's got the lowest COVID rates in the country. This thing's almost over. I didn't get it. 
Most of the people around me are vaccinated. I mean, why am I even doing this? But I did it anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. get away from and that. Th- th- one more thing. One more quick thought on that. Here's how to be a logical person. Those things can be true. The government lies uh, or, or is incompetent frequently. Big Pharma lies and is greedy frequently. But in the same way that sometimes people who hated Donald Trump had to admit some of the stuff he said was absolutely right. I couldn't stand the policies of Barack Obama, but I think he's got a really good sense of humor. You know, you can't just knee-jerk reject everything the government says. That's not that's not being smart. That's just kind of knee-jerk. Anyway. So the, what is he, third richest man in the world, Elon Musk, is going to host Saturday Night Live tomorrow night. Generally, when people who are not from the world of entertainment host, it's terrible, usually. That's been my experience watching Saturday Night Live for 40 years or however long it's been on. It's kind of fun at first that you got, you know, somebody on that's like this, but it usually is terrible. With few exceptions, Peyton Manning is a football player. Freaking hilarious. I mean, there, there oh, yeah. are some examples out there, but generally it's not that I'm good. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't turned more to comedic acting because his commercials are hilarious. Yeah. A yeah. lot of them. Yeah, he's good. Um, but Elon Musk hosting Saturday Night Live, I didn't, I heard that. I thought, oh, cool, that'll be interesting. I bet there's a lot of funny things they could do with that. Then I heard it's controversial. And then, uh, that's just mostly a made up story is like the, 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 the two quotes that I've seen in every story about this. The first quote is they didn't know what his tweet meant. Okay. That's not controversy. And the second quote is, uh, is, is, is more for real, but it's just one person, one of the cast members, Edie Bryant, who I like on the show. She can't believe somebody so rich is, you know, when half the world, he's got more money than half the rest of the world or something should be hosting. I just thought that's just a dumb, childish, urine actress view of the world. Agreed. I don't see how that's much. But anyway, regardless, uh, long piece because they're all long in the Atlantic by a guy named Connor Friedersdorf. Not everything should be a moral reckoning. Americans are free to disagree about whether the polarizing billionaire, Elon Musk, does more good or harm. What rankles me is the impulse to force every cultural institution institution to pick a side in these fights, as if America could have no justice unless even a late-night comedy show shuns every figure deemed problematic by online mobs. A society as big, diverse, and fragmented as ours will never agree on who is righteous, and efforts to force a false consensus will only backfire. The instinct to treat a 90-minute hosting stint as a moral endorsement was best captured in a CNN.com opinion piece titled, Elon Musk Doesn't Deserve to Host SNL. All right, whatever. (laughs) Wow. And he goes on to say, to be clear, this is not about freedom of speech or silencing Musk's views. He has a massive social media platform and can attract media coverage at will. The question is, does Musk deserve the privilege of hosting the greatest late-night comedy show of our time? The answer is absolutely not. He, he goes on to explain, you know, who deserves to host? What does that even mean? Well, but, I would thank you. I was about to say, what? What kind of question is that? But then he goes on to say, I suppose late night comedy shows could reserve hosting duties as an honor for the morally irreproachable. And Americans could exile from TV comedy anyone who has spoken less than responsibly about COVID-19 or something. But so the society that results is going to be rather humorless. And I can see no reason to think it would be more moral. I would agree. Agreed. Yet many commentators are encouraging the NSNL producer to put a thumb on their side of the culture wars if justice demands it, as if any other choice will traumatize families who've lost loved ones to COVID. What's Elon Musk's supposed indifference to COVID? And what's the polarizing part? Maybe I'm unaware of this. Is uh, is he polarizing? Positive Sean? Is oh, he, yeah, is yeah. Elon people, Musk? people can't stand him. Um, uh, the part because of, of what? 
uh, d- different people will give you different answers. Him. I don't follow him closely enough to uh, really have an opinion either way. <laughs> uh, COVID skeptic, union buster, uh, the he's rich oh, enough yeah. to solve all the world's problems. Uh, Blasts California for yeah, yeah, being yeah, stuff like that. too okay. woke. Yeah, okay. Uh, right. The controversy is not about Musk's freedom of speech. It's about the dysfunction that follows when a country lets differences in values color everything. But the failure to heap enough stigma on Musk and other cultural lightning rods of the moment is not what ails us. Network- more stigma heaping. More stigma heaping. Network TV should, of course, deny high-profile gigs to genocidal dictators, child molesters, <laughs> and KKK members. And uh, now, okay. and now here's the leader of Burma, whatever his name is. Da 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 da. <laughs> Oh, I flew in tonight. Boy, are my arms tired. Uh. <laughs> uh, every society has near consensus moral standards that shouldn't be abandoned, but too many Americans are angrily demanding not only the maintenance of standards that most of us all agree on, but also the ostracism of mainstream figures, some beloved by tens of millions of Americans. These judgments are based on an ever-changing list of offenses, can't get away from that, which are invoked oh, yeah. unevenly depending on the politics of the target. Long and short, it's just dumb. Yeah, that's Whatever. that's well said. I, I I don't know. I I, say, I just don't think about these things. I'll watch Saturday Night Live, and it'll either be funny or it won't. That's pretty much the end of it for me. Well, that's because you're part of the white supremacist patriarchy, as is Elon Musk, African American. Your 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 moronic belief that if billionaires didn't exist, the rest of the other half of the world would somehow have money. I just I don't I don't get it. It is moronic. <laughs> it's just utterly it. indefensible. But yeah. Whatever. Speaking of great Americans, Rudy Giuliani under fire. The controversial, polarizing ex-mayor. I'm looking for a job on CNN. Gotcha. I got to admit it. Uh, he's in trouble, big trouble. The feds raided really? his uh, his home in New York, and, and yeah, we, we can tell you why in a moment or two. I want to hear why. We had the headline yesterday, and we were just talking about what a big deal is. I mean, Rudy Giuliani owned that town. Well, he owned that town as two- or three-term mayor and cleaning up the crime and everything like that. Then after 9-11, he was the go-to guy that everybody, all of America was looking toward. The mask well, over called space. Him and, America's mayor, yeah. without irony. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in that city, his place got raided by the feds yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's quite a change in a 20 years. But I yeah, haven't I'm heard safe. why. I had a very busy day uh, yesterday. I haven't heard why. So you're going to tell us? We will tell us. I will tell the <laughs> verily next Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, it started out down a dirty. I think they just gave me a shot of, like, uh, know, lighter fluid or something to save money. The way, mm. I, the way I feel today. This guy doesn't deserve the vaccine. Exactly. Or maybe they recognize you. Took their vengeance. Hey, I was, It happens. Oh, well, remind it me. It doesn't happen. <laughs> remind me an hour four to talk about needle phobia. Because uh, okay. I think I have an insight we'll on that as somebody who had it most of their life. So I was just calling myself uh, myself a, a bad name off the air because I keep forgetting to tell you, y'all, uh, we have a new T-shirt at uh, armstrongandgetty.com that has, uh, it says, I'm vaxxed, no mask. So you can go out to your vaccinated, you're not going to get it, you're not going to give it, 
you're around other people who are either vaccinated or they've chosen not to. That's not your business. It's perfect for I'm your vaxxed. backyard barbecue. That's good. The, the, the Dr. Fauci will let you have in July. I'm vaxxed. No mask at armstrongandgetty.com. Anyway, Rudy Giuliani in trouble, raided by the feds as New York apartment. His son is on the street speaking out for Papa. This is disgusting. This is absolutely absurd. And it's the continued politicization of the Justice Department that we have seen. And it has to stop. Anybody, any American, whether you're red or blue, should be extremely disturbed by what happened here today. If this can happen to the former president's lawyer, this can happen to any American. Enough is enough. You know, you can find a quieter place for your press conference. Uh, that is uh, the <laughs> son of Rudy Giuliani, who apparently has a son. I didn't know he mm. did. But anyway, uh, speaking out for the old man, the feds raided his apartment. The long and short of it is uh, when he was in Ukraine, uh, Rudy, uh, he, he was he was forming relationships. And uh, this is all alleged. Uh, between himself and various Ukrainian officials slash oligarchs who were helping him dig up dirt on the Bidens, and in return, allegedly, uh, Rudy was lobbying for them uh, to the president, including they wanted to get rid of the ambassador to the, U- the Ukraine. You remember that? Or the, the, Trump was saying, yeah, I hear she's a bad egg. We're going to get rid of her, the rest of it. That was Rudy in his ear allegedly at the behest of these Ukrainian oligarchs in return for money and or dirt on Joe Biden. Um, so that's the, that's the long and, and short of the allegations that it's unregistered lobbying and they're trying to figure out if there was money involved, etc. Rudy's lawyers are pissed off because he said he'll come in and answer questions anytime. Just give us a call. We'll be there. You know, it's not quite... Um... Nixon breaking into the Democratic National Headquarters when he was going to win in a landslide anyway. But Trump only lost by, and I've just become aware of this in the last week, um, 42,000 votes if you do the math right. Mm -hmm. 42,000 votes swing in different states, and he freaking wins. Who knows if he'd have picked up that tiny number of votes if he hadn't had the whole dumb Ukraine phone call uh, impeachment thing. And he didn't need it. He damn near won anyway. You didn't need to dig up dirt on Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting sentence from the New York Times, the liberal New York Times. While the warrants are not an explicit accusation of wrongdoing against Mr. Giuliani. Is that for fifth graders? Well, I guess, I, well, okay, it's a warrant, so it's an investigation. It's not an allegation. Uh, but to obtain a search warrant, investigators must persuade a judge they have sufficient reason to believe a crime was committed and that the search would turn in up theory, evidence of that crime. In theory. Right. We've got plenty of examples recently of them coming up with search warrants when they had barely any reason to. They just wanted to. Or faked them up. Or faked them yeah. up. Yeah. You don't think there's yeah. enough people out with the, with the, they got the long knives out for Rudy Giuliani to come up with a way to search his home? I'm surprised they hadn't already. Yeah, true enough. But you remember old Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman? Barely. Who, uh, were uh, on everyone's lips <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> Jeez, well, talk about a comedy team. Talk about a an episode that will be lost to history. Oh, that's right. Trump was impeached. Yeah, I'll be darned. Yeah, Parnas and Fruman. Parnas played the guitar. Fruman would juggle and make jokes and make fun of Parnas. That was great stuff. They were huge in the 70s. 
So anyway, poor Rudy got all those divorces and all that uh, alimony, and, and he's just trying to make an honest buck. He's a million from years Ukrainian old. Ukrainian oligarchs. Hair dyes trickling down his face. <laughs> that's rough. Coming rough to a landscaping place near you. <laughs> Oh, that's right. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. All right. All right. And he Uh, was America's mayor for a while. Yeah, that's right. Greatest fall from grace? O.J. He was not. O.J. was never America's mayor. No. He was a great running back, a bad actor, and a decent TV pitch man. He was beloved, though. When I was a kid, man, everybody loved O.J. I'm just saying he won. A, yeah, but he would win the superstars competition, which I loved as a kid. Oh, that's a good point. That. But sports heroes had a little different thing than America's mayor, sure. who, who took New York through the most devastating attack since the, the, the War of eighteen twelve. Decent point. Um, do I have time here to talk about needle phobia? Were we doing something else? No, that, that's fine. I mean, we got all sorts of stuff we could. Do, if you haven't heard uh, Senator Tim Scott and his reply to the State of the Union last night, so the Republican reply was Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. We're going to play a lot of it next hour. It's it's pretty impressive. I think he launched way up to the top tier of, if he wants to run for president, getting the nomination. I mean, like in the top couple. Uh, yeah, yeah. More on that next hour. If you don't get the fourth hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, may God pity you. And go to armstrongandgetty.com and get the podcast later. I don't know what you do with this information, practically speaking, but... I um, had a number of medical things as a kid and uh, and ended up getting scared of needles somehow. And then I would end up with that horrifying thing where you end up with the fear of the fear. Um, and oh, yeah, it compounds yeah. itself. And then I would have like six nurses holding me down to take my blood and stuff like that. And then so, you know, that's oh. so traumatic that just it just built throughout my life. And so there are so many um, instances. I didn't get my wisdom teeth taken out until... 15, 20 years after I was supposed to. Actually, I had an appointment to get them taken out, sat in the parking lot, thought about the needle, and turned around and drove away and didn't get them taken care of for 20 years because of that, which is why I have wow. crooked teeth. Um, uh, but it just was horrifying. If I had to get just a simple blood draw, it was a major ordeal. And uh, sometimes I would skip it and just hope that I wasn't horribly sick. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. It was terrible. And then I got cancer. And uh, I had no choice with cancer but to get jabbed I don't know how many times I got jabbed during that whole ordeal. Hundreds of times, and oh, yeah. and uh, what do they call that? Um, uh, when desensitization? Yeah, yeah. Just through doing it enough, I got desensitized enough that it is no longer a thing for me at all. I got a blood draw the other day. I got my shot yesterday. I mean, it's a nothing. It's it's no different to me than can you fill out this form for you to stick me with a needle. After, really? after an entire life, like well into my 40s, of being wow. so scared of needles, I was petrified, couldn't breathe, would pass out, would throw up. So, yeah. uh, like I said, I don't know what you do with that information. Maybe have your friends jab you with needles until it no longer bothers you. <laughs> Go to professionals. I wouldn't recommend getting cancer to get over it, but um, it, it can <laughs> it can happen, apparently, that if you undergo something you were scared of enough with you know, nothing bad happens when you get jabbed with a needle. It's annoying. I, I, generally, you don't feel anything, and if you do feel anything, you barely do. It's just, it's a nothing. So it was all in my mind. But it took hundreds of jabs through through chemotherapy for me to get here. So, again, I don't know what you do with this information. For, you know, like if funny. you've got a kid that's a, I've got a kid that's oh. afraid of needles like that. I wish, I wish I could give him what I have now. 
I think it's more like making lemonades out of lemon. Well, lemons are pleasant fruits, so it's, it's, it's a poor metaphor. They always but... act like lemonades are rotten eggs or something. A lemon's a perfectly enjoyable fruit. What, do you eat them raw or what? Yeah, you just dip a little sugar on them, they're pretty good. A slice of it uh, in a drink or something? That's, that's like true. That's it's not like they're horrible, though. But I'm, what I'm saying is it's 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 more a silver lining of a terrible thing that happened. I, I don't think there's any way to harness what happened to you in a positive way. I just, I mean, it's like, you know, being stomped by a horse really made me appreciate life. That's, that's not a recommendation for horse stompings. You know? Anyway, so Judy and I are sitting on our back patio chilling out yesterday afternoon. She had some blood drawn. Doctor ordered a test, you know, the, the usual thing. And, and she starts describing to me, yeah, so the guy puts in the needle. And it was funny how he, they use the tube. And I never had a guy do that. I said, stop, just stop. You got to stop. <laughs> I don't want to hear about this. I'm I'm midway between don't give a damn and, and, and throwing up and fighting nurses. I hate the idea. You could stick me both arms, uh, the neck, whatever, right now, a whole bunch of people. I wouldn't what? care at all. You, you need a new phlebotomist. You know what the real test is? Do an acupuncture appointment. No, I could do that. I could do that easily. Um, I never, Oh, that's just little pins. Never appreciated my feet till that train accident. <laughs> now I really understand what feet mean. Exactly. <laughs> If you want to have perspective like me, just go down to the train tracks and dot, dot, dot. All right. The great Tim Scott next hour again. Grab it via podcast if you can't catch it live. Armstrong and Getty.